0: Um, All right. Well, I'll start us um, with the little stinger. (laughs) You beat me to it.
1: <laughs>
2: Sorry, I had to do
0: it, I had to uh, do it. Let's just start the podcast. Welcome to Love in Brief, a brief ABDL podcast focused on issues of love. I am resonant, yes, and I am flying solo today on Love in Brief, but not not so solo. In fact, I have two fantastic guests and experts to talk about their experience and their knowledge on our topic. If you listened to Love in Brief just before the new year, we got into, a, I think, uh, a really interesting conversation that actually prompted some follow-up emails and some questions from guests. And that discussion was, hey, what are the legal implications if you are a person with an ABDL kink who is going through a divorce? In fact, we got into a discussion about what happens with things like custody. What happens if your ex uh, leverages your kink as part of their battle against you for custody or property or whatever. And my promise at the time was, we're going to come back to this. So this is me saying, hey, look, we came back to it. Now, before I dive headfirst into this discussion and introduce our guests, I do want to let you know something super important, which is uh, a bit of a legal disclaimer. And I mean it. No listener of this episode should act or refrain from acting on the basis of any information included in or accessible through this episode without seeking the appropriate legal or other professional advice on the particular facts and circumstances at issue from a lawyer licensed in the recipient's state, country, or other appropriate licensing jurisdiction. What am I saying when I say that? I'm saying that don't take this as legal advice. It is, however... I hope a really insightful discussion on uh, how some folks have uh, had to deal with this issue. So, with that said, I want to introduce a couple of guests. The first one you've heard on Love and Brief before, um, and this is our friend. Uh, I, I believe were you on the Incontinence episode? Is that right?
2: Yes. Okay. Oh,
0: yeah. All right. So, this is our friend Incon DL. Welcome back.
2: Hey. Thank you.
0: Tell us about your love.
2: Oh, oh god. My love is – there are so many things. Uh, My love basically, though, is for this community and the people that I have met through this community at Capcom and the people I've met online. There are just so many people that have just really brought me out of my shell and just made me who I am today. Mm. And I can't thank them enough.
0: And even – I. Uh, I love that And that's I got to meet you At CapCon We've been friends Ever since We've helped each other Through some hard times And even this very Example that we're Going to talk about today Yes Absolutely Yeah Fantastic Well welcome back I will also welcome A new voice uh, But no less delightful A voice to Love and Brief And this is I want to say An old friend But not in age Just a friend I've had for a long time Uh, I'll tell that story In a minute But welcome back Mighty Mouse
3: Hi Glad
0: to be here. And I I guess I shouldn't say welcome back to the podcast, but... Right, I've never been here. I'm just glad to hear your voice again, because we haven't been able to chat for a little bit, so...
3: It's true, it's been a long time. It's been
0: a long time. So when we first met, I I wrote about this on FetLife at the time, that it was the first time I ever met another person with an ABDL kink in person. And it was Mighty Mouse and Mighty Mouse's friend. And I didn't know Mighty Mouse was going to be there. And so when (laughs) I walked into this bar called... What was the name of the bar? The Pink Taco. That's right. Because why not? Um, And I thought I was just there to meet this one person, and there was two people. And I think, Mighty Mouse, your job was to make sure that I didn't murder the other person. Because who was this weirdo, R.Y., that you're meeting up with? Is that fair?
3: That's true. Legit bodyguard for life. Always. (laughs) All five feet of me. All five feet of you. don't want to mess with me.
0: I tell you what, when when you want to be, you can be intimidating. And uh, and certainly it worked. I didn't murder anybody that day. So good job. No. good job. No,
3: it was great. It was good.
0: Um, And tell us about your love.
3: Oh, my. Okay. All right. This is is a big question. Mm -hmm. So, gosh, can can I say many? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Okay, my love is my family. Um let's see, my career which is certainly growing significantly. Um all my associates, I'd say my dogs, mm-hmm. chickens, mm-hmm. my fish.
0: Do you have chickens now? I do. Oh man, oh. when I was at yeah. your place you didn't have any chickens.
3: Oh yeah! All right. No, there was no chickens at that place. You're right. No,
0: I'm coming over. You're right. I want. now a lot I've of got things. three
3: dogs and four chickens. Oh, Come wonderful. get some eggs. I was
0: gonna say those those fresh eggs. There's nothing in the world like fresh eggs.
3: Oh, right. My goodness, it's yeah, so good. absolutely. If you haven't had them.
0: Yeah, you don't know. Here's the problem with the fresh eggs. eggs. Oh, so orange. They're so orange. They're so delicious. They're so much more filling. And that's once you, right. and once you've had them. You will hate other eggs for the rest of your life.
3: I do. I turn my nose up to anything that isn't from my backyard. I know. Yes.
0: Even when you go to a nice restaurant, they serve you scrambled mm-hmm. eggs. You are like these are no- these are nonsense eggs. They're right. not good. Those chickens no. came
3: from tiny cages. Yep.
0: Yep. Stop. All right. I'll be right. I'll be right over, Mighty Mouse.
3: Exactly. It's exactly. good. That's good. So, I'll have some eggs for you.
0: So the reason why you, y'all are. In this discussion, aside from being friends, is because you both have expertise on this topic from both personal experience and, in some cases, professional experience. And so, um, Incondiel, I'll start with you. I wonder if okay. you could share kind of in short form your experience with this topic.
2: Yeah. Um, so, I went through a divorce um, that, I mean, anybody that's gone through divorce knows that it's terrible. Um but it turned into a blame game on whether uh, the diaper fetish could be used against somebody in the court of law. Um, It got to the point where I was accused of sexually assaulting my daughter. Mm -hmm. And um, when, my lawyer brought up the fact that CPS was never contacted, that PD was never contacted. Um, the ex wife said, Oh, well, um, you, uh, you, uh, uh, you, uh, it, uh, uh, and there was a lot of excuses made. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it turned into, okay, well, I, there's, no, there's no proof. Yeah. And so it said, okay, well, if there's no proof, then you're just saying this to get custody. Um, and they said, no, that's not that's not what we're saying. So I myself had asked for a guardian ad litem in the case um, to prove my innocence. I wanted somebody that was a third party, not myself, not my ex. Um, and as soon as I asked for a guardian ad litem, the... Uh, lawyer of my ex said we revoke the uh, accusations we made mm. and then the judge in the case said okay well then there's no, no reason for a guardian ad litem um, so that's it
0: uh, there's nothing else can you okay. have, um, help understand what is a guardian ad litem um, it's a
3: child's advocate mm. so it's, yeah. it's a lawyer appointed by the court um, Oftentimes, when the parents aren't involved it's a parent or a grandparent um, that is there to serve only the child's best interest. So mm, I see. in a situation um, in family law, there would be an outside party, generally an outside counsel that is purchased or appointed through the court, depending on the situation.
2: Right. Oh, thank you. And that that. Was, that mm-hmm. was my understanding of it. So when I asked for one, I said, I want to prove my innocence. I want to have somebody, because in the state that I live in, a guardian ad litem will come to your house. They'll Mm -hmm. watch you interact with the child. And I said, absolutely. Come to my house. Come to everything. I said, come when I pick up the child from school, everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And it turned into, uh, well, no, 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 we don't need that. Hmm. Like, okay, but you're saying, you know, you're using these things against me. Like I'm trying to prove my innocence. And then it turned into, well, no, 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 We're not, no, no, no. We don't need that. We don't need that. Um, and we're just going to take their word for it.
3: (laughs) Sure. They backed out. I'm sure they also wanted to back out of the cost of it all.
2: Oh yes. Oh yeah. They did not want to pay for it at all. Right. And I said, I will pay for all of it. And they said, well, no, 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 no. It's
0: not necessary.
2: Well,
3: that's an even better stance. I'm sure that worked to your benefit.
0: Yes. Really? Oh, yeah. That was helpful. Oh,
3: absolutely. By him straight up saying, I will pay for it all.
0: Oh, for the guardian he's ad litem. He's yep.
3: his innocence in open court.
0: Yeah. So,
3: Please, I, I'll pay for it. Let them if, come and see how I interact with my child.
0: Yeah. I, that I, I love that you called, called their bluff. Yeah, yes. Yeah. If you haven't guessed from the context, Mighty Mouse has a professional connection to this topic. And uh, a personal one as well. Mighty Mouse, I wonder if you'd introduce your personal and professional connection to this topic.
3: Uh, so I am a licensed attorney in the state of California, so I can't bear actual legal advice here, um, but I can give my my perspective and how I would mm-hmm. handle it, say, if it was me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then personal experience, um, I have gone through my own rather contested divorce and long running child custody case that actually ended in a Vexus litigant um, outcome where my ex-husband can no longer take me to court and make false allegations in fact he can't take anyone to court in the state of california
0: whoa really that's a thing huh
3: correct yes
0: so so it It is a
3: thing it's it's actually a very rare thing in family law yeah um but a somewhat regular thing in civil law
0: so this this would be that he he did such a bad job lying and got caught that he's not he allowed to do this anymore.
3: he court so many times on frivolous requests for orders.
1: Yeah,
3: um, I think it was a total of seven times in a, Ugh. I think two and a half year period. Um, and that was egregious enough for the judge to side and go ahead and drop down the order on him, where he could no longer take me to court. What a mess! Right. I and, mean, and also there was you know CPS and various allegations. He put me through the ringer for a long time.
0: And and you are also a person with an ABDL kink. How did that get engaged involved in this in this process?
3: You know, honestly, it was only brought up once. Um, And he made an actual report to CPS where CPS came out to my house Mm -hmm. and uh, the lady was very uncomfortable as was I, we were both very uncomfortable and my son was about four or five at the time
1: Mm
3: -hmm. um, and still, you know, wearing diapers to bed, very Mm -hmm. normal thing for a four or five year old. right? Um, But my ex-husband took that and he built on it and he, made a report, a false report, uh, that it had something to do with my fetish. I don't know what the exact report was. Um, At this point, I'd already had significant experience with CPS coming to my house. So this was old hat. Mm. Um, But she was very uncomfortable. And she said, it's my understanding that you have a, a diaper fetish. And it was very difficult for her to get out. And I told her that my My sex life and anything that I do behind closed doors is nor my children's, uh, nor my children's business or hers.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: And that anything is done behind closed doors. Yeah, it was none of her business. I just up and denied it, which sometimes is the best way to go about it.
0: Hmm. Even if you if she'd walked in and you were like, "Yep, here's the closet full of diapers," that's still not illegal, nor is it evidence that you're doing something wrong with regards to your child or doing something wrong at all.
3: Correct. It's absolutely not. But doesn't mean it couldn't be misconstrued as something else and taken back to her supervisor Mm -hmm. who might also misconstrue it as something else. I mean, you know, people can really run with this. Yeah, and this happened to
0: you in Condiel That it's not like when she brought this up initially, the judge laughed it out of court. I mean, you were in an area where this was seriously considered as perhaps he is doing something wrong. Right. Oh, abso- Yeah, absolutely. And
2: and the hardest part was not being able to prove myself innocent. It was like, okay, well, you yeah. have this feeling. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's pedophilic no, it's not. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there were there, there were so many things where I was like, this is not pedophilic. And I would send links and you know, all these, you know, research papers and whatever. And people would say, oh, well, no, 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 that's still the same. So, finally, uh, in fact, actually at the uh, CapCon that um, we really, you know, got to sit down and hang out, mm-hmm. um, I met Dr. Rhoda and she was the one that was like, no, 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 this is that is not to be used against you in the court of law. Hmm. And I said, Dr. Rhoda, could I retain you as a, you know, expert witness? And she said, yes. Um, so. and so I retained Dr. Rhoda as a expert witness. And that was when my ex started being like, well, hold up, wait, 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 <laughs> let's not go too crazy. And I'm like, that's right. okay. so yeah. now that I have an expert witness that says this is normal. <laughs> yeah. And then oh, that's great. Right. 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 So, um, luckily Dr. Rhoda was never had to, um, be used in the actual court of law. Um, but I had to retain her and, you know, she was very persuasive even to my attorney who was like, well, it really seems like this is nothing. And hmm. you know, your ex is making everything seem like it's a big deal and it's not. So, yeah. um, and that, it really did help to have somebody like Dr. Rhoda to be like, look, everyone has something that they enjoy. It's not bad just because they like one thing does not make them an evil person.
0: Mm-hmm. So, and we all on this call would agree, I presume, that you know, just because you like this doesn't make you an evil person, but... Mighty Mouse, you can attest to this that just because something isn't technically breaking the law or doing anything wrong, anything wrong doesn't mean necessarily that it won't be seriously considered or leveraged, right?
3: Oh, correct, and, and it really depends on on what judge you're in front of, what yeah. you know CPS worker comes out to your house, law enforcement, you know, should it become that serious.
0: So it, it depends on the sort of subjective view of those folks. How shocked are sure. they? Do they see this as perverse in a way that is dangerous? That sort of thing.
3: Mm-hmm. And, and you know, the world is made up of all kinds. So you never know who you're going to encounter. I mean, I could tell you that the majority of judges in California would laugh the other party out of the courtroom for mm-hmm. even bringing it up. Wow. <laughs> um, it would be seen as, as a poor act on their part.
0: Wow. Wow. And, Incon, in your state, not so much.
2: Yeah, no, 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 no. It is very much a, um, I will say, mother state. So, if there is anything against the father, it is absolutely just used against them and said, yeah, well, that's the way things are. Um, that's that's how it is, and that's the way it will be.
0: Mm. I, I guess I had this illusion um, that... Something either is or is not against the law no and, <laughs> and does no. or does not represent you know neglect or abuse, and that as long as you don't do that thing and nobody can prove you did that thing, that you're in good shape, but this is not the
3: Listen, case. I mean family law family law court is kangaroo court. Yes. <laughs> it, it wasn't even one of the original you know areas of law like it has come into play so much later and it's governed by what I feel often is essentially county rules yeah the judge chooses to do Hmm. and although I live in a very liberal state there are still judges that rain down hard and you you don't know where they're going to go with something Hmm. especially something of this nature Um, I mean, and it doesn't just come into play with kids. Like there have been several cases of spouses who have filed for divorce and claim post-traumatic stress Mm -hmm. because of their partner's diaper kink.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: Mm -hmm. I mean, there was a there was a D.A. in New York whose spouse divorced him and claimed just that.
0: In a case like that, what good would that do the spouse to claim post-traumatic stress as a result of your partner's kink?
3: Monetary. monetary
0: oh it's monetary okay yeah, yeah essentially yeah so it does it. this is we're not just talking about custody here we're talking about potentially gaining property in the yeah. event of a breakup
3: i mean if you if you think about it i mean someone your partner your your girlfriend your boyfriend even could claim some sort of intentional um emotional distress mm-hmm Yes. Like there, there are many different ways this could go. Actually, this podcast, in fact, opened it up for me to think. Okay, wow. Okay, how could this go? Yeah. And there are actually many different areas of law that that could go against you with a fetish of this nature.
0: What are some of the others? I'm curious that came to mind.
3: Well, I'd say personal injury. I mean, that would be hmm. any sort of you know intentional infliction. Uh, that would have to be. So big and grandiose, but mm-hmm. in reality, yes, it, I mean, it could happen.
1: Yeah.
3: I think the, I think the case of the, you know, wife who claimed post-traumatic stress is, is something right there to tell you.
0: I've wondered, and I've, and I've been asked this before, and certainly I I, I don't have an answer because I'm not an expert. Um, but what happens when somebody is worried about getting fired? because in their private life, they have this kink. There's lots of folks who've reached out and said, Hey, I do this thing for a living. And if somebody finds out they're going to fire me, and I've often thought, can they do that?
3: Well, I mean, what's your state laws for employment? Yeah. I mean, are we talking California? That's at will. You could be fired for anything. I mean, Hmm. could you hire an attorney? Absolutely. Is this something that you would file? want to file a case on to get your job back? Is that a job that you would want back?
2: Yeah. It, it, to me, the biggest thing is um, I live in an at-will state, so they can fire you for whatever reason, whenever they want. Doesn't matter. Um, and you can fight for that. But do you want to fight for that and then have everything in the open for everyone else to see? for any other job you may ever hold because it's now out in the open, publicly, you know, shown.
3: Yeah, it could be sealed. It could be public, depending on... Right, depending on goes. the
2: jurisdiction. Yeah,
3: Right.
0: Well, so that was a really important factor for me, even, in my, in my divorce, which was not at all contentious. Um, you know, we, we that both... That sounds were,
3: so nice. I know.
0: It, it, believe it or not, it happens. <laughs> what
3: is that like? What is that like when people, like, get along? I know. And I, wouldn't like, that be really great? Oh, school. God, that'd be yeah. amazing. Gosh, what is that? Like, I used to drop my kids off at McDonald's. I it was just,
0: terrible. I just park Which in the parking awful. lot until dad yeah. came yeah. yeah.
3: yeah yes absolutely yeah Yeah.
0: it can be done I, I feel very very fortunate that way to to have an oh. ex who is not crazy and terrible
3: yeah.
1: Oh, yeah so jealous
0: um but but when we went through it even then I was so you know I was not a part of the community at the time I just knew I had this kink and had my whole life um and I thought uh I better just give her. I, I actually had this thought, and it just breaks my heart to this to this day to oh. even think about. It. I actually better just give her full custody. Oh, no, right? Oh. No. I better because because if this no. all comes out, I'll lose it anyway, and then everyone no. will know. Right? So yeah, here's me. I, remember, this is not legal advice. Don't yeah, do exactly.
1: that. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't oh. do that.
0: No, and, fight and it, for it. <laughs> it turns out that of course I had every right. Don't exactly. Of course I did. And it's the same with, it's the same with property, right? Like it was tempting to be like, just give her everything, go broke and start over because I don't want this becoming a court battle and that's going to get out there. And of course I'll lose because I have a kink. And it turns out nobody cares where I live. No, nobody cares in a court of law what I do in my private bedroom. Nobody cares.
3: No, generally speaking, they don't.
0: Yeah. yeah. Can I say something about that? Yeah. Um, is, uh, yeah. Maybe they do
2: where you are. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Even if it didn't matter or whatever, um, it went to uh, depositions. Mm-hmm. and oh, my. Yeah, no. It got to the deposition stage. And it got to the point where I just didn't care. I was like, you have to understand, I love my child. I will do anything to protect Mm -hmm. my child I have done everything to protect my child since she was born and then it turned into you know it's like we got divorced after she was almost two Mm
1: -hmm. and
2: I was like I have done everything to protect her since then I literally was like no 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 we need to protect her we need to do all these things and I did all that And then it was still used against me. And I was like, I don't know how this can be used against me. I literally want to protect our child. Mm -hmm. Um, And her attorney and my attorney kind of went at it. And it kind of got to the point where it was like, I mean, he did do what was right. It's like, no, he did do what (laughs) was right. As it turns Uh, out. Yeah. Oh, it turns out he did exactly what was right. And he literally cares about the child. Um, and yeah, you know, it just, it, it blows my mind that, uh, you know, I'll be honest. It, it literally turns out to be monetary in a lot of, in a lot of the sense, mm-hmm. um, people either want uh, child support or they mm-hmm. want, uh, alimony and that, that really seems to be kind of what it boils down to in the end of things. Um, and they think, oh, well, somebody has got a diaper fetish. So I can use that against them and I can use it for alimony or I can
0: use Mm -hmm. it for child support. And and it turns out. I
3: think it's always used as leverage. Absolutely. Absolutely. Alimony is generally based off of how long you're married and what you make. And, and I understand the child support argument um, as far as percentages are considered. I, I would assume that Oklahoma also works off of a percentage visitation Based system, do they not?
2: They do, um, but the judge will say you do not deserve visitation based off your fetish. So then yeah. you owe child support based off of right. Time That's what not I'm spent I'm with the child,
3: right? So we you don't spend... think
2: you deserve the time with the child,
3: exactly. Mm. So you spend zero time with the child, and therefore she gets a significant amount more child support than she would get if you got you know. Whatever the standard is in Oklahoma, or every other week.
2: Right when yeah. I w- when I wanted equal time, I was told no because of my fetish.
1: Hmm. Huh. And that in is fact, in crazy. fact, I was
2: not. I was not even granted joint custody.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I,
2: I so, that is awful. I, I mean, we so fun-
3: not work on the best interest standard?
2: And we did that, and they said it's in the best interest of the child to not be with a parent with a fetish.
3: Mm. That's horrific.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's that's why I got Dr. Rhoda involved. I was like, well, I need a person who can say there is nothing yeah. wrong, period,
3: yeah. with Absolutely. any of this. <laughs> Absolutely. And, yeah, you sadly. Be, you can be a good parent. Exactly. Yeah, said your child will know nothing of your fetish. Yep. Right. There's nothing to do with children. From 17 to two.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
3: My 17 year old has no clue what I do behind closed doors. Right. She's been around for a long time. Yep. Parents are capable of that.
0: Yes. Absolutely. It's a it's a striking and unfortunate reality, but we've had other folks write to us and Dr. Rhoda herself has said she's been in other trials Mm
1: -hmm. that that
0: this happens and it happens more often than you'd think. So I, I, at the end, I want to come back and say, what's, what's the, the coda to each of your stories, right? Like how did it end? But I'll come back to that. Okay. What have you learned for somebody who is maybe right now staring down a potential divorce or they're in the middle of a divorce and it's being used against them or they're afraid it's going to get used against them in a suit of some kind divorce or otherwise. What did you learn that you're hoping they might be able to get some insight from?
2: Do you mind if I speak on that?
0: Oh, go for it.
2: Um, be truthful. Um, originally, like when the whole thing was going on, um, I felt the shame that most people felt, um, with, you know, having a kink and a divorce, you were, I felt, oh my god, I can't let anybody know, I don't want anybody to know, I have to hide it, you know, I I just have to hide everything about it, Um, and then it got to the point where I was like, I can hide it, but it didn't change anything, so, you know, it kind of got to the point where I was like, okay, you know what, I'm going to accept who I am. And I'm going to let the court know who I am and just accept it and call it good. Um, And that's really when things kind of turned around when I was like, look, this is who I am. This is what it is. It's not a big deal. There's nothing to do with children. I don't understand why this is used against me. And then it started to go in the opposite direction of, okay, well, what do you have against him? Well, he's got this thing. It's like, yeah, but he's admitted to the thing. So what? What's so bad about the mm. thing? Well, it, it's a thing. It's like okay, but he's admitted to it. So what's bad
0: about it? Were they taking well, their cues from you? Do you think that like he doesn't seem like he's embarrassed and feels terrible about it? Right, and that and that's like,
2: like that's pretty much how I felt. I was kind of like okay, well, if I don't feel ashamed about who I am, then how can they put shame on who I am? Mm. It just didn't work that way. It's like, okay, shame me, but I'm sitting here thinking I'm not ashamed. I am who I am. That's, it's what I like. It's, it's who I've been since I was fucking born. Mm-hmm.
0: So
1: yep. there's,
2: you know, nothing I can do about it. Sorry.
0: Yep. And Mighty Mouse, what have you learned from your process or even from your profession?
3: Okay. So I'd say, so yeah, we'll just throw a bunch in the mix there yeah. from personal and profession. So, I'd say be honest, always be honest, be forthcoming, Um, but don't give more information than needed. Yeah. You know, don't give too much, don't offer up information, but be honest and own it. Because a lot of what you did um, in con with just owning it and being okay with it in yourself just exudes that confidence that it is, in fact, okay. Right. But you're not doing anything wrong in engaging what you engage in behind closed doors. That doesn't make you a bad father. Right. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't be with your kids. It's separate. Right. You keep it separate. And and treat it as a non issue. I'd say move on from it as quickly as you can. Mm. You know, give it what little attention it needs, own it. Treat it like a non issue.
0: Is it akin to somebody says, hey, I'm, I'm divorcing them because they're rather tall, or oh, I think shoot. they're a bad father because they're rather tall, and you you, you
1: you get
3: to
0: say, I am rather tall. I own that, and also it doesn't yeah. matter.
3: But I am not a bad father. Being tall does not make me right. a tall. bad father. Yeah. Exactly. Right?
0: Yeah. That's really good. And uh, it's, it's uh, this combination of like, be, be, own it. And don't be ashamed because people are taking their cues from you. and
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh, don't you don't have to talk about it <laughs> right no, any more than is strictly necessary.
3: You don't have to offer up information. Yeah. absolutely not.
1: yeah.
2: And my biggest thing was is, I wouldn't have brought it up at all except the court brought it up.
3: It's oh, like sure. I wouldn't
2: have said anything about any of this. Except the court is the one making me say mm-hmm. all of this. So it's like, okay, well, if I hadn't have, you know, if this hadn't have happened, nobody would have known period ever.
3: Yeah. Right. And, and I would have addressed it as such as, yes, I have that fetish. Yes, I practice it behind closed doors. This is not an issue. It does not affect my ability to parent my child.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And that's it.
0: Yeah. Right. I, I think the advice I would offer too, is deal with your own shame first before you make decisions about what you're willing to give up, and then mm-hmm. and then understand what you don't have to give up. As I as I said earlier, I thought I, need, I I'm going I'm going to lose whatever comes my way, so I better just give up all my money and my custody of the oh. child that means the entire world to me. Yeah. Um, because I thought I deserved that, because I didn't understand, right? Um, now, here I am many years later, and that just breaks my heart. But I remember mm-hmm. being in that place. And so if you're in that place, or you're just so afraid of being outed, that you're like, whatever it takes to make this go away, please, please reconsider. Deal with your shame, and and know that there's nothing wrong with you, and there's nothing wrong with having an ABDL kink and doing ABDL things. And it, I'm, I'm going to assume that you have done really wonderful things as a parent or you haven't you know, done terrible things as a spouse or whatever, because this kink has nothing to do with any of that. So before you go giving up the farm, or even worse, giving up somebody you love dearly, remember that you're already okay. And there's nothing that you did that you have to atone for. That, oh, absolutely. Is that fair for That's us? That's the
3: best advice, yeah. And I say, take a deep breath. Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be okay. It's going to pass. All of this is going to pass, mm. whatever you're going through.
2: Yeah. May I speak to that real
0: quick? Please do. Uh,
2: so the when I originally went through the divorce, from the very beginning, um, I was terrified of everything coming out. I literally um, would get sick like vomit from the feeling of being like i cannot be outed to you know my ex and i have all the same friends and it was all the same people and so it was like i cannot imagine everything about me coming out when it was something that was private in the bedroom and something you know that I considered myself like, okay, well, this is something that I've dealt with my entire life. And then having a spouse that I trusted, that I was married to, and then having everything come out to everybody I knew. Hmm. Um, And it it got to the point where I was like, well, I I just can't imagine coming out to everybody, so I'm going to give everything up. So I ended up giving up everything. Um, Money, house. Um, literally, I gave up everything except for custody, which I end up giving up custody, um, and then I spent the next three years fighting for it.
1: Hmm.
2: Um, I mean, it was $20,000 in debt and mm-hmm. three years of fighting, and it, I mean, I just there has to be a better way for family court to deal with these things, because it's a diaper fetish should not be a problem. I mean, there are so many other things in life that are an actual problem, but a diaper fetish should be the least of those problems. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. How did it come you out? Know, I could, I could see how it could be misconstrued. Obviously, I could mm-hmm. see why people would want to look into it. I get that. Yeah. Even with someone who has one. Yeah. But uh,
0: I wonder, Incon, kind of, if you could tell us how did it end in terms of custody.
2: So, um, after three years of custody battle because of COVID, um, the judge in my jurisdiction said they were not seeing any virtual cases unless they were in emergency order. Um, so my attorney and my ex's attorney said, I have no idea when this will be taken care of. And basically you will hmm. be paying a retainer until this happens. Um, And after $20,000 in my debt and then however much she spent in her debt
1: Mm -hmm.
2: came from my money, um, it turned into like a we cannot afford this anymore. Um, So we went to the uh, standard visitation. Um, She wanted me basically to have no visitation. Mm -hmm. Um, So it turned into me having every other weekend – Plus every other Tuesday or Wednesday, um, and then over the summer I have her every other week, and then um, holidays you know worked out. Great, um, but they made sure that it stayed less than the half amount, mm-hmm. so that I would pay exactly that in child support. I see. So there was so a
0: financial I, component there. Yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah. So um, there's like ten days difference, but the ten days difference makes it so that I pay oh you do not have her half the time right so you have to pay for the rest of the year in child support
1: yeah yeah
0: so so relationally good news financially still bad news
2: right and yeah. at the same time i hate that i have to pay it mm. but i will spend every moment with my child and be happy
0: about it yeah
3: absolutely
0: i'm really glad you guys were able to to get back that custody and reconnect Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and Mighty Mouse, how did things end up for you?
3: You know, I'd say, I'd say it's continuing. My ex-husband always will see me as an enemy. I don't think he will ever be able to see me as anything, but I am the snake in the grass lawyer that uh, won simply because of my status. Um, And even though they cannot take me back to court, I still have a significant amount of like what I believe equates to PTSD. Yeah. Yes. For being brought in so many times. Yeah. Yes. Just for no reason.
0: Is that I mean, this this is one of my takeaways from this episode, honestly, is there are scare tactics. There yes. are there are intimidation factors that either the person who you're in contention with or the lawyers that they're hiring that, that they can use. Um, but that doesn't mean that you have to give in to them. And it doesn't right. even mean that they're legally meaningful. Right. Yeah. So do your homework. Stand proud of who you are. Don't disclose too much, any more than oh. you need to. Uh, but also know that that y- you didn't do anything wrong by having an EBDL kink. And that's not right. a reason not to be a parent. It's not a reason not to keep what is due to you. And it's Absolutely. certainly not a reason to be to be prosecuted. So... Um, friends, this has been so good. Thank you for this discussion. And before I say goodbye to my friends, I want to also add one other voice to the mix. So we did have another family lawyer, uh, somebody who went through his own, uh, experience with custody battle and actually became a family lawyer as a result, because he didn't want anybody else to go through what he went through. And he wrote to me and said, uh, Hey, want to share uh, a few Tidbits um, that, again, may not constitute advice, but certainly represent some insight. He said, number one, judges generally make the decision in family law cases. And I think we've talked about some of that here. Some will have no prior knowledge of this kink and will react the same way that members of the general public do, Mm -hmm. negatively. Others simply won't care and won't let it influence their decisions improperly. So that's some of that subjectiveness that we talked about. Uh, He said, number two, the value of an attorney that believes in your case and doesn't judge, and that knows the players in the system, cannot be understated. But this is expensive, and it sucks. You deserve a lawyer that sees your case and your life your way, and also that can tell you how the judge and other professionals are likely to handle the situation. Number three, disclosure is a big deal. If your spouse knew about the things before you were married and married you anyways, that goes a long way against an argument that your spouse may make in the divorce case about your Mm -hmm. kink. And we talked a little bit about that. Yep. Number four, if children are involved, get ready to hire professionals to present your person as a normal person, notwithstanding that others will have a negative reaction. Mm -hmm. Back to point two, your attorney will know who will give you a good mark and who the judge will listen to. And that's invaluable. And lastly, um, be prepared to be exposed. It can happen. Mm. It absolutely sucks. So confidentiality is of utmost importance. He said, if records aren't sealed in your state, you might want to fight hard to make them sealed. You can mm-hmm. fight for that. Yes. And I wrote back and I said, do you have any advice for somebody who may feel like they owe their partner custody, as I as I said that I did, or mm-hmm. alimony or forfeiture because of the quote-unquote hardship of being married to an ABDL person? And uh, this lawyer wrote back and said, uh, this is not legal opinion, just my opinion, but if you've disclosed prior to marriage, it should have no impact on divorce, in my Mm -hmm. opinion. It it simply didn't work out. You don't get penalized for being you. Yes. Right? Second, if if you didn't disclose prior to marriage or minimized your desires and they later became an issue, then maybe you might owe your spouse something for interfering in their dream life, but this really... This really refers to money. On custody, Mm -hmm. I don't think you should ever give on account of ABDL unless your kink is causing you mental issues that may impact the kids. The vast majority of us put our kids before our kinks, and we should not Mm -hmm. be punished unless we are unable to do that. Absolutely. Slow clap slow clap how's that yep. for a slow summer clap. so
3: fabulous
1: summary
0: fabulous
3: advice and
0: this person asked not to be identified so of course we'll respect that but thank you very much to that um to that very good advice to that lawyer uh for sending that in and uh, that's about it on that and just a reminder that this does not constitute legal advice you should seek your own legal advice by somebody licensed in your state but this has been really insightful um Incon, how can people get a hold of you if they want to
2: uh I'm on Instagram, in con DL Dude. Uh that's pretty
0: much the only place I am, so that's it. And for you, Mighty Mouse, for non-professional reasons, if they wanted to get a hold of you, how would they do so?
3: Oh, the Mighty Mouse on Instagram.
0: Hey, listeners. Um, Mighty Mouse realized after the podcast that she had misspoken that her Instagram is not the Mighty Mouse, but the dot Mightiest dot mouse on instagram okay back to the show
3: um and i guess I'm, I'm tiny litigator on fed life still i'm still there oh you yeah me, you, yeah, you sure out. are you sure i'm not active but i'm still there
0: <laughs> i knew you by a different name back in the day do you remember <laughs> ah,
3: that let's see you knew me by rare breed indeed you were a it's rare a breed indeed. Yeah.
0: it turns out I am. Well, you always have been, but it turns That's
3: out true. The re- <laughs> you, uh,
0: you told me that, that the that the reason you had picked that name was because there were really not a lot of women who were on the like, not. MDLs. It turns out there there are tons.
3: I know. Oh my gosh, I basically had a heart attack when I came to Instagram after <laughs> were many, like, many, many years everywhere. Of- Focusing on other things and coming back, I was like, oh, how is there this many?
0: Well, here's the thing. They were there the whole time. It's just culturally, they they didn't feel like they could speak out.
3: Right. So I'm we're all in the just, chat room. Like, I'm just too out there. Yeah. I'm I know. just like, no, whatever. You're a trailblazer.
0: Trailblazer. That's
3: right. That's right. All five feet of me.
0: That's right. The intimidator <laughs> trailblazer, mighty mouse. Well, thank all those,
3: the personality diaper
1: stories. So much
0: <laughs> That's right. Thank you, friends both. And I do want to thank you for listening. I know we had a little bit of a of a this is like a three week hiatus. Um it's, God, yes. it's never my intention to take a three week hiatus, but sometimes life gets in the way. And oh. um, and yet I look forward to the podcast. I treasure being able to connect with y'all. And uh, we look forward to the next episode, which I hope is in two weeks, unless life gets in the way again. But my plan is to continue doing this podcast for as long as you will listen to me. Um, that is it. If you have a question or a topic you would like to hear, you can send it to me at uh, loveandbrief at gmail.com or Yes on Instagram. And Fet Life. I'm a little slow on checking Tumblr, so don't send it there. But otherwise, I look forward to getting your message. And uh, I I was concerned about flying solo. I had no reason to be concerned. I had such wonderful (laughs) guests. Uh, Absolutely. And together, we put together this episode of Love in Brief. (laughs) I was waiting for you to make
2: the noise. That's so (laughs)
1: good.